Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Guarantee Home Mortgage, a true partner that every broker should have in their tool belt. With knowledgeable, responsive AEs who can create real value for your company to an operations team focused on delivering your purchase loan documents ahead of the closing date and so much more. Guarantee Home Mortgage looks forward to establishing a long-term partnership and showing brokers how they are opening doors to home ownership. So if you want to get connected today, email us at partnerships at aimgroup.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another, another exciting edition of the Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. I'm the president of AIM. Uh, today, really excited, as, as, as we were talking earlier, I'm really excited to learn to hear what he has to say. So without further ado, I'm going to be introducing the broker owner of Go Rascal, Scott Valens. Scott, thanks for joining us today. For sure. Hey, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so... No, you know, I, I, I know we're going to go over your company. It's kind of switching around and I'm sure it's okay to talk about, uh, but let's hop right into it. Let's go on chronological order here. So tell me about your background and tell me about how you got started in the industry and, and how, basically how you became successful. Yeah, sure. Um, so I've been in the business for about 18 years. I got into the business in 2004. It's funny. I, I listen to this podcast all the time and every single person says no one like, you know, went to school wanting to become a mortgage broker or whatever. We all kind of backed in and fell into this industry in different ways. And it's, it's hilarious. So uh, I went to Cornell University in upstate New York. I'm originally from Florida. After a couple of years working in kind of consult the consulting world, I packed my bags, was tired of the cold weather and moved out to California, to Los Angeles. Um, and if you recall, you know, Southern California was kind of the mecca of like the subprime world back in, right. you know, the early 2000s with Argent, New Century and everything. And so I was in LA uh, doing, uh, working in the entertainment business, figuring my life out. I was like 22 years old and my cousin introduced me to a couple guys that were running a mortgage brokerage. She's like, could be a good opportunity for you. I was kind of wandering, not sure gave it a shot. Um, and really the rest was history. I worked for this company for about a year, then branched off and got my own broker's license. And I've been a mortgage broker ever since, um, in this what, channel. Was that retail first starting out or was it, no. have you always been in the broker channel? Always been in a broker channel. They were, they were a broker shop and, uh, yeah, I've always been in the broker channel. Um, as you can imagine, I got my broker's license in like, I think late five Oh five Oh six. So, had maybe like a half of a good year or maybe a good year out there. And then uh, the wheels fell off and uh, I, I ended up meeting my wife out there who's from New York. We moved back to New York at the end of 08. Wasn't doing much in the business, but I kept my licenses active, um, which I was thankful for. And then um, really started to build up my book of business in New York while maintaining my existing California business that I built you know, years before. And that's, that's what I'm doing now. I have an office in LA and uh, offices in Brooklyn and do about 50% of my business is New York and still another like 30, 30 or 40 is, is still California. Uh, oh, wow. so, great. Tell, so tell me about your current company. What's going on with it? Yeah. So Go Rascal is brand new. Uh, it's kind of like breaking it to the world right here a bit. Um, so Scott Capital Group's a, a broker shop I started with a, another guy named Scott in 2013. Um, and uh, part of kind of our scaling conversation uh, about a year and a half ago, I realized that I wanted to kind of move my mortgage uh, career in a different direction. Um, and it didn't make sense for, for us to be partners, simply put. Totally like amicable, the, the, the breakup 
um, everything's fine. Um, I needed to bring a new partner in that really fit it, that that uh, complemented my skill set um, and helped with some of my like kind of weak spots. And so the only way for me to do that was to kind of go off and create my own new thing. And so I'll officially in the next like 30 days be switching from Scott Capital Group to Go Rascal, uh, bringing my whole team over with me, but it's a brand new entity. Nice. Yeah, it sounds a lot like kind of what I went through. All good, though. You know, it was just it was a good breakup needed to happen. Uh, two different mm -hmm. methodologies of, of which how we want to take the business. He's a little bit older. I'm a little bit younger, not much younger, but I'm still I still try <laughs> to consider myself young here. But no, you know, and, and it's it's cool to hear how you do this, because, you know, I love it when people kind of make that jump, you know what I mean? And, and kind of just go out basically on their own. Totally, totally. Yeah, it's it's actually been um in some ways smooth and and um not not too bad but in some ways very difficult logistically you know transitioning licenses getting new licenses all that stuff is frankly there's a lot of headache involved but but still worth it and super excited about the new the new uh, entity and and you know running with it as soon as possible so now how many people are you taking with you or like wh what do you envision your shop to be like how many do you, do you carry your own processors, originators? What? Give me a little bit of background on that on on your business model. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, I'll be bringing a crew of probably about forty people with me. Oh wow, um, that's yeah. big. Yeah. So the the current setup now is it's mostly I've built out a much like larger business around me. My partner Scott, awesome. He does really well. Smaller. So that was other kind of like, you know, made sense to move on. So I'll be transitioning that team over with me. Um, as you can imagine, it's mostly processors. We've got about 10 loan officers, um, some with uh, some seasoned experience LOs, some new guys and gals, um, mostly processors. And then I've, I've made a couple really key hires through this whole process that, of course, are coming with me. They're the, they're the guys uh, and gals that you know, I hired to, to work on scaling the business. And so, you know, knock on wood, it's, it, it happens uh, seamlessly, but uh, one way or another, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. As I always say, man, we're some of the most adapted people out there. We'll figure it out. And I'm, I'm sure, I'm absolutely sure you will figure it out as well. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So a uh, little announcement here, I'm, I'm sure some people know about it, but you've joined, you know, and, and for, for a little bit of background of people who don't know, AIM started, uh, you know, a few communities or committees, I'm sorry, uh, a few committees, you know, whether it's dealing with community, uh, lender partnerships, government affairs, and uh, we're really excited about this just for the mere fact that we're going to get a ton of members more involved, like, you know, we, we listened and we're doing it. Uh, unfortunately, we can't get everyone involved, but you joined a committee. So tell us what committee you joined. Yeah, so I'm on the community committee. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, this is a committee of, I think, four or five of us that are just out there kind of getting a sense of what the community is about and where we want and what direction we want to move the commun community into. Um, there's so many little conversations we've had uh, about ways to improve it. But ultimately, I think for now, you know, we look at the, the day in, day out, we have the, the Brokers Are Better Facebook channel is where everyone's mostly communicating and driving their thoughts forward and helping each other out. And um, there's already some great initiatives to break away from that a little bit and give and present other opportunities for people to get involved with AIM, um, which I think is great. I love the, the road trips you guys took a couple of weeks ago to all those cities. Can't wait for one to come to the, the Northeast or New York area. I'll be, I'll be all over that when you guys come to town. Uh, but yeah, we want to just kind of maybe be a voice of, of the general overall community and bring some ideas back and help implement them and support, you know, 
the brand new LO who's never been a broker before, never, maybe never been in the industry before, who uh, wants to grow their business, wants to go from one loan to three loans, and and all the all the support and and um, help there is available to aim and make sure they're aware of it, and at the same time avoid. Um, uh, support the guy kind of like me p perhaps who wants to go from a lot of loans to a lot more loans than that and there's incredible resources for both of those and everyone in between um, i'm really excited to be a part of the community and uh and help drive our initiative forward yeah no i'm i'm really excited about it uh, i you know everything about aim i mean for the most part i, I i'm not i'm not gonna say for the most part i love everything about aim and what and what it's done and and how i've been able to be a part of it but my most favorite thing and i've said this and every speech i've given every presentation is the community side of it that part of it is the in my eyes that's where aim hit the home run was the community side of it uh yeah i mean i i couldn't agree more the community is incredible the support um and and just the the friendships and the uh, I, I, you know the, the best. I was asked a question by um, the the community when we were speaking a couple of weeks ago, and they said like, you know, what's the most value you got after uh, got out of it? And I I thought back to like the peak or maybe the early parts of COVID, not so much the peak when we were all so confused. We were all kind of locked down in our home, um, and as the broker, as a broker by nature, we're not used to reporting to an office of hundreds of people and all that. We're, we're, we're often a little bit more independent. Sure, some of us have big shops, but uh, I think we're used to being segmented all over the country. And there was such a, such a need for a, a central place for people to communicate, uh, whether it was about the, the actual business and what was going on. I think um, all of the video updates at the beginning of COVID about just things like um, margins, margin calls, and the spreads, and all the things that Anthony Costa did in bringing all those people on so we could be educated. Uh, without that, we'd all be Google searching and getting misinformation from all over the place. That was incredible. But beyond that, there was an emotional, a level of emotional support, I think, for everyone. Um, some of the most powerful and most engaged posts we see on there are people who write about being frustrated or upset or sad or all those things we go through. Uh, typically, actually, it's always pretty much about a mortgage-related matter, but you know, there's something behind that as well that that person's going through, and the the support's real and it's raw and and it's great. And so I, I remember getting super active, really starting then. After, in fact, after coming back from the um, the Southern California AIM event, it wasn't a was it Fuse or it wasn't called Fuse, but no, that one, was, that one was Activate in Irvine. Activate the Irvine event. I loved it, and uh, I remember flying back cross country and being like, "Okay, I'm not I'm not going to be part of anything like that for a while." But thank God we have the community online to uh, to sustain us. So that was really the starting point for me, and and now I just I love being engaged, and and frankly for me, I'm a little bit more of a guy on the side who's doing one on one engagement with people. Um, I'm not incredibly active on all the posts or putting a lot of posts up, but I've made incredible relationships by just reading something someone wrote and, and hitting them on the side in the messenger chat and getting answers and open book. And then next thing you know, there's a relationship, a friendship and, right. and it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was going to be my next question to you is how do you, so some people just absolutely amaze me on Facebook and social media, how they're able to respond so fast. And I, and, and in my head, sometimes I'm going, don't they have like business to write? But then I, I, I talk to them and I see how they manage their time and it makes sense. So how do you manage your time within Facebook? Like that? Are, anything that pops up, do you answer? Do you, do you schedule some time? So it's, yeah, it's a great question, Mark. I'm right there with you. I'm blown away by some response <laughs> speeds and just the, the, um, 
how how frequently people are on there posting and and good for them and i'm jealous sometimes a little bit but i actually have my assistant going in there now for notifications and things and making sure like we get back to people i'm part of uh, the vetted va group and so it's important that response times are good and so i get you know my assistant will will slack me and notify me if there's something in there that requires kind of a a fast response and beyond that I, I don't know um i'm way more engaged in facebook than i ever was before you know the aim and the bab channel came came to be but uh, uh i can't hang with some of the some of the people in there uh but we do our best and and most people i think are patient and they recognize okay i'm not hearing back from this person because they're probably just not online as much as i am and everyone usually gets back to you within you know a day or so and it's great yeah but so I, how, i've got no you... secrets there <laughs> I was I was looking for the magical secret because Sorry. people and I'll name him because he was he's been a guest here but Tom Ancuso man how he does it still blows my mind and but he you know he's genuine about it and that's what makes it so great but uh so okay with with Facebook and this community how do you envision this community helping is it strictly through Facebook is that kind of what you're envisioning no, no, we've got to branch out beyond Facebook and we kind of know that. I mean, I remember talking about statistically, I don't know where it is now, but as of three, four years ago, I remember the average loan originator was like in their 50s, right, age-wise. Imagine it has come down a lot, but I also might be skewed by seeing some of the fresh young people in, in, the, in the Facebook group, but I still think our industry uh, trends towards a slightly older audience. Um, and, be, and because of that, we have to make sure we're engaged with those people outside of Facebook. And, um, I, you know, when we were on our little community meeting, I, I had thought of like three or four people, some, you know, my age or so, some a few older that I wanted to reach out to and, and talk about um, coming to Fuse and just getting more active. Um, we know we need some other outlets and opportunities. That group is amazing and it's it's sustainable, but I, I think we always want to do more and do better and, and, and reach out to every every mortgage broker and independent originator out there and get them involved and really at least educate them on what, what's available through this channel. And, and I think at the end of the day, it's, it is education. Um, right. That's kind of the backbone and, and it's amazing. And, um, and uh, it's important that people know what's available to them. Absolutely. It is, it is so much education on there. And that's, that's the, that's, that's what I want a lot of people to understand is that everything that's going on in that community is really educational, whether it's a philosophy, whether it's how to, you know, what's going on with the margins, how to underwrite loans, whatever the case, it's all educational. Totally. It's all educational. And even some of the new initiatives, someone posts something um, about, uh, you know, broker startup support and Google reviews. I read the other day and there was a response and there's a, there's a, a partner, uh, you know, a partnership that AIM has with a, with a company that helps you, you know, get Google reviews better from past clients. Amazing. It's almost like, and I haven't been involved in any of this. We've thought through every scenario of like what's good and what can support and help grow businesses and there seems to be a provider and a, and, a, and a good business partner there for almost all of those things, which blows my mind. It's, it's, it's so well run. And I think, you know, we're on our way or already, uh, we're already, um, we're already doing incredibly well with the, with the organization. Good, good. Okay. So now talk to me about, okay, so now we got go rascal here, right? Um, mm -hmm. So talk to me about how you're going to stay in contact or what you have planned or what you've done to stay involved within, within your local community. 
Yeah, so uh, it's, it's a great question. So I'm Brooklyn's our local community, Los Angeles is our local community. Um, but, um, you know, I'm not born and raised in Brooklyn. So I've kind of had to build a community through college friends, their family and friends, uh, my wife, my direct family that's that's local, my brother and sister live in Brooklyn. And so that community we've I've slowly built over the last 10 years for my personal book of business. And I've gotten to lo- I've gotten to know a lot of other mortgage brokers in the area. I think New York's kind of a unique state in the sense that there's not so many mortgage brokers in, in New York because it's hard to get your license. It's hard to maintain your license. Loans are a little bit more difficult. They're more costly to the borrowers. So, you know, refinances, uh, you know, an individual that you might refinance in California, that benefit might not be there in New York because of the cost. And so I think there's a lot of companies out there that, that stay away from New York. It doesn't fit their business model. Um, so in that regard, it's kind of nice. And we're kind of a could be a, a, a tight, small group. Um, I've, but I have I've gotten to know a lot of a lot of good local originators, especially in the mortgage broker channel. We're also, I think, maybe unlike anywhere else in the country, we are truly surrounded by retail like Right. I mean, headquarters, Chase, B of A, well, city, they're they are there. They're in our backyard. They're on every street corner, every bank. And so it's important that we kind of band together and, and do our part to, uh, you know, take market share to the best channel, which is which is ours, mortgage brokers. Yeah, I, I unfortunately have Quicken in my backyard, but it's it's fun to go against them. I mean, in my eyes, it's 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 more like that competitiveness coming out of me. If, if I know someone even talk to Quicken, I'm going to get that deal. I don't care how I'm getting that deal, but I'm going to I'm going to get that damn deal. Totally. Yeah. It's great motivation. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. Retail is all over the place. And sometimes we just, we don't know it. Uh, but it's literally, I, I guarantee you, I probably have 10 retail offices within a mile circular of mm-hmm. me. Guarantee. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. So you got, uh, you got go rascal now. So one of the big things that, that I've always pushed and I know aim is always pushes is, is, is actually having scalable items, right? how to scale your business. So recently you just started scaling your business. Walk me through what you did, how you did it and what you're scaling. I mean, I want the, I want the full kit caboodle here because I think this is extremely important to our community to understand. Yeah, sure. So um, just to give you some context uh, about, you know, pre COVID into early COVID when I was still uh, just a, a, an originator with a large processing team around me, and uh, a couple LOAs supporting me. It was just my loans that I was originating. I, I was doing you know anywhere from like 25 to 40 units a month, um, which was great. I built yeah. up a great book of business. Like I said, a really nice California uh, chunk. And and slowly but surely, over the last 10 years, New York has grown and taken over the majority of my business. Naturally, it's my backyard. Um, and so I, I realized that I wanted to scale. Um, there are a few reasons um, that I wanted to scale. One was that I wanted to kind of really, truly work on like starting and growing a, a true business and wearing like a CEO hat, like brand new skills for me, but I wanted to scratch that itch and, 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 and move in that direction, not just be a good salesperson on the phone, originating mortgages for my client, but, but, but step into another role and, and grow from it and experience those challenges. I don't want to say I got bored from originating because I think an originator is the most exciting role in, out of all of it. Every day is a, a, a different experience, every scenario. I love it. And I think I'll always originate a bit. Um, I never want to step away and, and not, you know, be talking to a client and helping out. Uh, but I wanted to, I wanted to wear that, that different hat. And, um, I also wanted to, I wanted to grow, you know, revenue and profit, profit wise. I had the idea of just pulling, you know, from looking out 10 years, how can I pull 10 years of 
profits forward into five years. Well, you have to grow a company and make more money. So I, I was thinking about that. Um, I think the mortgage space is in a is in a really good spot right now, but you just never know, right? We have mm -hmm. we have the government that largely dictates how our business works, and you know, Freddie and Fannie and Freddie go private or move into more of a private element. They want to bring private money to the market. We just we just don't necessarily know. It's been an incredible business to be in for a lot of years. And I'm not fearful that it won't be, but why not try to pull 10 years of of of, of a career into five for, per se. Um, so I wanted to, I wanted to like move faster in that in that category. And the third thing was I didn't anticipate working less hard. I still work just as hard if not more, but I wanted to have a, a little bit more control of my hours. I didn't want to have to, you know, as an originator, a sole originator, vacations, whatever. I, I had to take my my realtor calls. I had to take my borrower calls. I wanted to be able to step away from that and just control my hours. Still work a ton, but I have a little bit more control, and that was important to me. Um, I just, my wife just gave birth to our second daughter uh, like eight weeks ago, and it's been already an eye-opening experience for me to to have more of that time and and freedom to to be with my family. Um, because I have other originators under me that are working on my book of business and stuff like that. So those are kind of my three goals and initiatives. And and I think the biggest thing for me is I took a step back and those were kind of my whys, right? Why mm -hmm. do you want to do this? So I took a step back and said, okay, what am I good at? What do I stink at? <laughs> and let's be very honest about it. And I'm, I think I'm very good at a lot of things, but I think I'm, I'm weak at a lot. Was or am still weak at a lot of things, a, a lot of other things. And maybe those are things that I could have, I could have learn to do and, and but i didn't really have time or want to take the time to do it and so i went out my my best friend from growing up um built from scratch and sold a tech company one of those companies that you read online that you know started from zero and you know scaled their revenue up to the point and then exited by a big you know big cash purchase from another company and he um he brought you know he he built the company um with a bunch of great people that you know uh, an, an ops guy, a sales guy, like uh, everything that you can imagine. And when he sold the company, he he actually reached out to me and said, you know, why, you know, you thinking about scaling your mortgage business? And that was really the the catalyst for it. And I was like, I've never, I kind of already think I am scaling to a degree, but not truly scaling, scaling where we have these huge goals and, you know, you miss some and um, sometimes you, you, you reinvest your capital to grow even further. You push profits out in a sense. And so, I thought about it long and hard and I said, I would do it if I found the right people. I'm so busy in my own world of mortgages and doing well and I'm comfortable that uh, I don't know when I'm going to find the time and space to do it. And he said, I'll tell you what, I've got some people who uh, I love that help me you know, build and, and sell this business. I'm forever loyal to and I'm mentoring them. Uh, they love the tech business. I don't know what they would think of the mortgage space, but I will put in a good word for you and it's up to you to convince them to come join you. And lo and behold, I, the two guys that I needed to, to, to join me for me to say yes to scaling came on board with no mortgage experience um, about oh, wow. 12 to 15 months ago. One of them is, one of them is, is an ops guy. He knows just he's great at um, rolling his sleeves up and exploring technologies and how they can be implemented and lead sources, anything you can imagine. He's great at doing the research, figuring it out, setting up financial models, all those things that, you know, I, again, I could learn, but like what wasn't going to happen. And another is a, is a sales manager, a sales leader who knows how to hire recruit, hire, train, and oversee like a sales team. Um, and, and they don't have to be, you know, experienced 
loan officers. In fact, it's better if they're not. So you can really form them into what you want them to be. And so those two guys came on board with me, like I said, a little bit more than a year ago. And, and that's what I needed to then be able to put my skills in place, which frankly was everything related to the mortgage industry um, because they didn't have a background, but they're really smart guys that picked it up really quickly. Um, they have their skill sets within the mortgage space. They know enough. And now they're they're really executing on on their very clear initiatives on what we need to do to to grow, which largely has been a recruiting process for us. Sure. Right. Yep. Um, the first thing I knew I needed to do was, frankly, slow down my originations, and it was so hard, especially with the banner year we all had last year. Being willing to step away from like a sales call that's waiting in front of me of a client that wants to refinance and say, okay, this is going to go to this guy because I need to work on this and I can't fill my 10, 11 hour day with just sales origination calls. And it took time. In fact, it wasn't until probably three or four months ago that I really made the, the, uh, an aggressive move to like to wind it all down. And slowly but surely I have, and I'm still very involved in a lot of files helping put out fires. We've got some great uh, processing team leads that, that know their stuff. Um, but a lot of my loan officers are new, and so I I still need to to come in and help out and and help get deals to the finish line and and I love it. That part's fun and great, and I've got a lot of other things I'm working on. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, first off, I didn't get a chance, but congratulations on your daughter. That's that's Thank you. that, that Thanks, that's Mark. awesome. But one of the things you said, and and I think it just it it, it struck with me is you got to know what you suck at. <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally. You, you got to know. And then if someone else can do it better, by all means, let let them, you know, pay them and get them, get them involved in the business. But so when you were doing all this scaling, what was the biggest hurdle you think that you came across? Yeah, it was probably a mindset. Like I okay. said, I mean, we're investing, we're investing for the future. And, and, I'm, and I'm fortunate enough that in this business, a lot of, a lot of startup companies that are going for scale, they have to raise capital. Right. Um, even you see now, I don't know if you read TechCrunch, but you pay attention. But every week there's a new mortgage player coming to the game, uh, every new, new mortgage player coming to our space. It's all fintech, mm -hmm. um, really big capital raises, very impressive people behind the, you know, the, the, the business. Um, but they're raising capital and, and they're, they have no revenue out of the gate. They're, they're just building systems and processes and, and they can be laser focused on that. It's been incredibly difficult for me to take an existing kind of call it mom and pop style business that I've built brick by brick over the last 20 years and also change my mindset, my focus saying, okay, we have some big goals that require tons of hiring and tons of capital uh, infusion, our own, thankfully. Uh, and, and I have to be okay with that. And this isn't just like a slim, uh, a, a business that I'm running with, you know, good margins and, and really profitable. It will become that. And I have, I have every, every, um, reason to believe that it will, but it, it's scary at times to say, okay, like I'm not just on the phone, bringing in my 25, 30 loans with a processing team. And, you know, our, our business can be very profitable if, if you stay super, super small and, 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 and slim. Um, so it's been hard to wrap my head around that and, and, and also manage just a large book of business. So my book, I would say if we're, if at its, I did 240 million, I think in 2020 and I think this year, my book of business, although it's not all under me, uh, will, will be north of 300 million. And so wow. it's a, it's a lot of business already coming in the door. You, based on the practices we do, the follow-ups, all the, all the good stuff. 
Um, so we want to service those clients. We need the revenue. Uh, it's, it's, it's an existing mortgage business that everyone's supporting, but we're also going for a lot, some, some bigger goals. So it's hard to balance. And those are, those are certainly two different hats. One's like an operator and one is a CEO. Um, so it's been really challenging. It has. There's sometimes I say, God, this would be so much easier if we, we had no business coming in the door. We right. had not all the time in the world, but all the time in each day to set everything up perfectly and optimize it and test it and do the research. It's, there's just not enough time in the day right now. And I think about often, you know, needing another strategic hire to help me do that stuff if I need to be more on supporting the originating side with the new LOs and whatnot. Yeah, no, and, and, and a lot of people I speak to that uh, of, of the, you know, the scaling side of it or growing their business, it's always like, you're right, it's their mindset. It's getting into a specific mindset of letting go too. You know, it's okay when you have a, a, a past client call you and they want to refi. It's okay to say, listen, I'm still here. I'm still doing this, but I'm going to give you to this person because they're going to be able to take care of you better. There's nothing wrong with that. Totally. And one place where I, we, uh, that was kind of a non-negotiable for me is who we were going to bring in and kind of hand my book of business over to. It had to be a seamless experience for the customer and for no one to walk away saying that was a downgrade. Scott was way better. This person's not as good. And everyone who's helped me kind of hire and train the new people, the new LOs know that until they're up and running and ready and good and bedside manner, communication, friendliness, transparency, all those things that I built my career on that had to be maintained or uh, I would be frustrated. And frankly, it could, it could hurt our our, our business moving forward. So we've been successful with that, which has been rewarding and reinforcing to me and allowing me to let go even more as I see that be okay, right? The, it, right. the fear is more is released uh, each and each day as I see it be okay in, in, in that regards. Yeah, so definitely when you're doing this, you have to incorporate technology. And mm -hmm. so what technology are you using right now to, to yeah. kind of help you scale and, what, and, and that you run your business off, off of? Yeah, sure. So, so the technology we're using now is largely the same technology I was using um, before I, you know, brought on the key hires and started scaling. We're Flowify out of the gate, uh, Flowify into LendingPad. Um, probably going to start looking at Arrive a little bit more seriously here. We're going to get the new. We're going to get Go Rascal off the ground and not overload the staff with all these changes. And then I, I think um, Arrive would probably be in our future. But the biggest change for me is is uh, we use Jungo. Okay. for our CRM, Salesforce base. So the two guys I hired, they were big Salesforce guys from the other company, native Salesforce. And so they knew Salesforce in inside and out, knew how to, you know, build reports, build new changes, updates, whatever, whatever we need. They can both of them can go in there and there's actually a third, go in there and update it, push it out, train the team, and boom, we're off and running with this new initiative. And we actually run our whole processing and task based system through Jungo. Uh, which is great, pushes out automations at this and reminds people to do this and that. That is something I was never good at. Um, I could not, I kind of went from CRM to CRM and they always say the best CRM is the one you're going to use. Yeah. I really never used one. Um, I had another technology support guy who had me on MLO shift for a while and actually liked it. It was very user friendly, but the reporting was was not good for us. And so when these guys came in, they said, okay, we've, we've got to pivot from MLO shift and we're Salesforce guys. So let's start with Django. I think mm -hmm. eventually we'll go to Salesforce ourselves. Um, but Django has been very, very helpful and, and strong enough for us now. And so uh, Django, LendingPad, um, 
and uh, Flowify are, our, are kind of our tech stack. We use Ring Central for our phone. I think think we're going to move over to something a little bit more robust soon um, that integrates with with Jungle a little bit better. But mm-hmm. you no, know, it's largely been the same. I mean, my thought is, so you hear scale and you hear technology and you hear you know capital raise and te- so. If we were to turn around and go raise capital, we probably would have to put some unique tech bend on our business and not just say, oh, we've nailed down these third-party companies and like we use them so well that our technology is humming. We'd have to have something kind of proprietary um, to, to impress investors, but fortunately we don't need to do that. And so this is working for us now. I think the third-party market is great, especially thanks to, to AIM and BAB. They see like this very unified community and it's motivating third-party technology to go out there and build, continue to build things really good. And they've got a marketplace, us, uh, that if it's great, we're all going to buy it. It's phenomenal. So I think it's just another, you know, nod to AIM for, kind of something people may, don't necessarily think about, but the technology stack and the technology world is is benefiting us from us all being in this part of this uh, this group. Well, thank you. And, I, and we have a team back there that does that and they do an amazing job. I mean, over at the AIM office, we get contacted all the time about people wanting to join our vendor network. You know, the brokers are better network and we have to, we have to sift through every single one of them and, you know, hopefully giving it to the broke, back to the broker where it's broker friendly. And I think we're, do, I think they're doing a great job of it right now. So, totally. all right. Scott, you have the floor. So let's just say you're at Fuse, you're at an event, and you get to stand up on the stage and you get to give one piece of advice to the community, whether they're new, old, going from retail back to the broker world, whatever the case may be. What piece of advice would you like to give to the community? Network with other mortgage brokers. Find your method of doing it. Um, just kind of goes back to my story earlier. If you're not someone who feels like you're you know, up for big posts on the message board on uh, that's just not your thing. Um, find someone offline. If you're at AIM in person, find someone in your local area from home that's going to be there um, and and go go grab a drink or sit down with them and get to know them. There's just so much networking opportunity, even whether it's from people across the country or from people in your local market. At least you can you can um, you can talk about some of the challenges and unique things about your local state and market and band together. I think networking is is everything in this group and not so much yes. Getting referrals from each other is phenomenal. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's what we can learn from each other, and just having a feeling a sense of of community and, and togetherness. Um, I think what we're we're still we're still in the low double digits. What are we? 20 percent market share right now yeah. in the country. Eighteen, something like that. I think we're not we're even back to the twenty. Yeah. Twenty or hovering around twenty. Incredible. Yeah. I think we were probably single digits when we hit our our worst in you know 10, 12 years ago. But we we've got so much more room to go. And you know, I, I think if you're a mortgage broker, you're all in as a mortgage broker. And I use that phrase, I know like it's a UWM phrase, being all in with UWM. And that's not necessarily what I mean here, but like we're you're, there's a sense of supporting a bit of the underdog right now. That's still we know we're not the underdog. We know we're the top dog, but the rest of the the world still sees us as the underdog. And so um, I think I think networking is it's it's a general term, but like find your comfort level. If you say I don't like networking, all that means is you haven't figured out your way to network and aim and 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 with the events and online, there's all it takes is meeting one other person in the community 
for them to support you, mentor you, have a one-to-one, once-a-month, check-in, whatever it is. Then you're networking and you never know once you scratch that itch and start to work that muscle, you might be like, I love this. And now I'm going to become active here and do this. And next thing you know, you've got a, a nice large community to support you that you can support. And you know, there's more to just originating loans. This is a, it's about being proud of, of what we do and, and uh, enjoying it with each other. That was awesome, Scott. That That's perfect. And that's why I promote Fuse so much. And yes, I'm going to put a plug here because I'm allowed to, which is go to Fuse just for the mere fact of, I tell everyone just the collaboration and getting to meet people, the community side of it is where it really lies. You know, yeah, we're going to have great speakers and we've already announced them and, you know, we're, we're, we're finalizing our agenda, which is going to be great. Don't get me wrong. And you're going to get stuff from it. But man, just, just to be able to collaborate with, with other like people and network is where it's at. Totally. I'm bringing, I think, five, six people from my team. Two years ago, I went to Fuse with just one other person. And now I'm bringing five, six people from my team. I'm so excited. Some people that are relatively new to the mortgage business too, and their minds are going to be blown and uh, they're going to be all over meeting people. And it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Well, Scott, I got, I got to say, man, thanks for sharing your insights today. It was awesome. I mean, I, I personally think you knocked it out of the park. Um, I know this is going to be a great, great episode for people to listen to. So I just want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day. I mean, if you're doing, you know, 35, 40 deals a month, man, you're a busy man. So, but I just want to thank yeah. you for your time. For sure, Mark. Great talking to you. All right. So. Brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker you can also listen to all the broker to broker podcast episodes on itunes spotify google podcasts and anywhere else where you can download podcasts and do me a favor subscribe to it rate it and please leave a review it helps us get the word out there that brokers are better so scott once again thanks for thanks for joining us today and uh you know keep keep crushing for the rest of the year and good luck on go rascal thanks mark you too all right spread the word about the brokers are better movement by wearing our t-shirts Head over to aimgroup.com to buy your Brokers Are Better t-shirts and find lots of other items perfect for yourself, your team, and your community.